0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: Today is National Bosses Day, Jim. So, a uh, good morning to all the bosses out there who are listening. That'd be a good thing to do with phoning in Friday. You could call in and say hi to your boss. Tell him what you really think of them. <laughs> is that what Bosses Day is for? That they're a swell person and they're doing great. Oh. And they sure keep you motivated with all their positive feedback. <laughs> <laughs> It, who the best boss you ever had, Jim? Is who? Um, I would go with. I'd, I'd say your current boss. You want to say Brad Gibb?
0: Well, if I just said it right there, it doesn't it's like I didn't mean it. Now that I was going to say it, now it sounds like you made me say it.
1: Well, so you're just pretending to think about yeah, it, yeah? Like, because I, so I didn't want to insult. Heartfelt.
0: Like my dad was my boss when I was in high school. Uh huh. So I don't want to insult the old man, yeah. But he's not my best boss. It was it's tough working for your dad. He's a great guy, and I'm sure he's a great boss for people who aren't his kids. Um, yeah, I guess this, well now this is awkward.
1: Yeah, we'll go. I'll say
0: boss Brad too. Okay,
1: we'll say it at the same time. Three, two, one. one boss, boss Brad. Brad. He's the best boss. He is actually a great boss. To he, be honest. Yeah, he's a good boss. I just tried to call him. And his phone rang the first time I called, and then he didn't answer. So I tried to call back, and it went right to voicemail. So I think he knows
0: we're up to something. <laughs> he knew it was us. He's like, I'm not answering this. Yeah. Boss Brad is definitely the boss I've had the most beers with, without a doubt.
1: <laughs> Your dad is probably the boss you've had the most whiskeys with, though, Oh, right?
0: big time. Yeah, Offered me some on Thanksgiving, was very disappointed that I was doing Sober October. You know, I want to say good morning to one of my first
1: bosses. I was a building attendant, which is the classy way of saying janitor, at the London Aquatic Centre when I was in high school. And my boss at the time was a, a man named Keith. Keith was my boss, and he taught me a very valuable lesson, and that is even when you're not working hard, it's important to trick people into thinking that you are. How so? He said, even if you have nothing to do, make sure every 20 minutes or so, you walk by the, uh, the main offices where all the, the general manager and all the big bureaucrats are you walk by with a broom or a screwdriver in your hand and a look of determination on your face, making it look like you're in a hurry to get somewhere and do something. Mm -hmm. And then you can just loop around, go back down the elevator into the maintenance room in the basement and hang out and drink coffee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but every 20 minutes, yeah, you come gotta, back. You got to look frustrated. You got to, you know, flustered. Sorry, I don't have time right now. Yeah. I've got the screwdriver broom. I got to go do the thing. Just walk by and say, one of those days. You know how it is. Ugh, Boy. TGIF. Boy, that Taz kid sure has taken a lot of initiative. What a go-getter. The floors are <laughs> filthy, but he's always carrying them up. I don't get it. And every industry, you know, that that strategy is valuable in every industry. So thank you to Keith, one of my first bosses. Whatever he's doing now for teaching me that lesson. Happy National Bosses Day. Getting a lot of text messages this morning, Jim. Here's one. Uh, you may want to tell your listeners, guys, to watch out for deer. I've had two run across the highway in front of my rig. They are rutting. Watch out. Jim. Mm-hmm. You going to get out there with the uh, the bow and arrow this weekend and... I am. And get you... A, are, you going, uh, are you going out with Eric to try and get a deer this yeah, weekend? Yeah,
0: me and Eric, the producer, um, set up a trail cam on uh, last Saturday, found a whole bunch of deer tracks uh, that nobody's hunted uh, at the back of one of my dad's... My dad has like a rental property uh-huh. that has a field in the back. And then uh, me and my brother-in-law and Eric went out there. And my brother-in-law, who's a huge hunter, was like, oh, this is dope. He was so he good it's a good spot. Yeah, so we're going to put up a or uh, we put up the the cam there we're going to set up a shield and go out uh, Saturday morning bright and early and see if we can bag one. Mm-hmm. I love how you've decided to um use the bow and arrow.
1: You know, just to even the playing field with you and the deer. It's not fair if it, <laughs> if it was a gun. Yeah, okay. But you won't use a gun, but you'll set up cameras to track the deer. What's wrong with that? How is that
0: fair? Shouldn't what we, do you want me to do? You, want, want, me to you, read, read, you want me to put around. my finger in its dung and smell it and yes, know how far? Yes,
1: exactly. I want you to walk around, follow the tracks, find a, some of its poop, smell it, feel how warm it is if it's fresh.
0: Cover myself in mud, lay yes. in wait for forty-eight hours. If
1: you're gonna go old
0: school, you got to go old school. Mm. Uh, the thing is, I don't have a gun, so that's what what's holding me back. Uh huh. So okay, um, I just thought. Well, I know Eric uh, is
1: obsessed with Joe Rogan, which is why he wants to use a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Cuz well, that's is... the way Joe Rogan does it.
0: Yeah. It's um I've never shot a deer, but uh, my brother-in-law has, but with a crossbow, and he says it's it's uh it's a very emotional thing cuz it's like, you know, it's in your genetics, right? As a human to mm-hmm. like hunt things in in that way. So he says it's a wild experience and way more uh, you know, interesting than, than doing it with a gun. Um, we'll we'll see if, if it happens. I got a feeling we probably won't get anything, but. I
1: would love, leave the cameras on, okay? Because I want video of you guys uh, actually shooting your bow and arrows at well, the deer. Well, it just takes,
0: it just takes a picture anytime there's a motion <laughs> sensor, but you might get a cool, a couple cool action shots.
1: I have a feeling that there's going to be a great YouTube quality video to come out of this. And one of you may end up with an arrow through your, uh, through your cab, <laughs> we'll
0: see. We'll see.
1: Yeah, be safe out there if you're doing some uh, some hunting on the weekend. Have you heard anything about uh, this being the toughest winter ever, Jim? Uh, weather-wise, yeah, mm-hmm. weather-wise, and just in general because of what's going on with the pandemic.
0: I haven't heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, just depression-wise, if that's the case. Yeah, people are preparing. They're getting ready. How's your uh, storage
1: cabinet going? All, all the supplies you bought pre covid
0: it's still full of the, all the stuff I bought in february when i when I thought this uh when the ass was gonna hit the fan worse than it was, but what do uh, you got in there I got beef jerky i've got
1: you, I thought you ate all the beef jerky
0: no, I ate some of the beef jerky um that's the only thing I dipped into I got like cans of peaches and <laughs> I've got um Dates, old, like a big thing of dates, uh, granola bars, bunch of water. I forget what else. But you're good to go, it sounds like. For maybe three weeks. Toilet paper, paper towels? No, not that. <laughs> yeah, you
1: better get somebody, because according to Yahoo News, people are, are stocking up here. Everyone is expecting the toughest winter ever, <laughs> which I find hard to believe. Uh, I'd assume that there's a couple winters back in the 1800s that would (laughs) would have been tougher to get through than than the winter of 2020, 2021. (laughs) But people are stocking up on blankets. Make sure you have lots of blankets. Warm socks. I'm with you. What's better than a nice new pair of fluffy, cozy socks?
0: I got some alpaca wool socks. Okay, dynamite. Did I only you have get one pair those though. when
1: you went to the alpaca farm?
0: Yeah, Sylvan Farms, Sylvan Alpaca Farms, is where I got them, and uh, yeah, I bought them out of the little gift shop they have there uh, to use for snowboarding. But I've been wearing them around just for fun. Incredible, and they're awesome, yeah. And alpacas, don't they pr- protect you against COVID? I think so. They some were going to use that. some. They were yeah. going to use some of their genetics to try to make <laughs> a vaccine or something. The rest of
1: Jim's body has COVID, but his ankles and feet are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Flashlights and candles, very important. Yeah. Uh, medicine cabinet stuff, canned goods. You're good in that department. The vitamins. Make sure you get your vitamins. Don't take them. Don't take them in the best of times. But if if you're stuck at home in the worst winter of all time, you're going to want to take your vitamins.
0: And don't get the gummy ones that you can chew and are delicious. My son is hooked on those. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. He all he wants to do is eat his vitamins. Of course, they're like candy. Well, Flintstones were the big thing when I was a kid. Flintstones yeah. vitamins, and they were delicious.
1: They were great. They almost were like a sweet tart. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like a sugary chalky sugary the gummies are next level though yeah it tastes just like gummy
0: bears oh totally they're amazing i have so i have some like centrum men's and i bought them and my girlfriend chirped me she's like what are, are you a child the gummies but it's, it's still vitamins oh we're still talking about vitamins what were you
1: talking about I have some different gummy bears. It's <laughs> just like regular gummy bears. Still medicine. <laughs> right. Hope my kid doesn't find those. Uh, <laughs> toilet paper, paper towels, and tissues. Still so hot right now. Everyone's wow. buying that stuff like crazy. Mm-hmm. And face masks. Got to have your
0: face masks. I got some Clavas that'll do double duty in the winter.
1: Have you, uh, have you been wearing your face mask everywhere you go still?
0: Um, yeah, as far as, like, grocery stores. Have you noticed some people trying to, uh, trying to be sneaky with it? I've heard some people, like, I've seen some people trying to get away with just covering their mouth with whatever is handy. Like, I've seen people walk in and they just pull their their shirt up over their face, like that Bazooka Joe character, and they just pull it up like that. I saw a guy walking with a with a ball cap and he just was put his beak of his ball cap over his mouth and was like peering over the top of it. Nobody <laughs> stopped him.
1: <laughs> so he just held his hat
0: up to his face. Yeah, at what point are we just are we lying to ourselves? And I I think it's going to be funny in the winter when everybody's walking around with their masks on and then see all of the steam come out the sides and you realize that stuff's getting in and out and has been all summer.
1: Right. It'll be great to wear those masks in the winter, though. Keep your face warm when you're walking down the sidewalk in the middle of February.
0: I think there'll be a lot of people just
1: rocking a scarf. Yeah. Who would have thought this time last year the number one item on a list of stocking up for the winter would be face masks?
0: Or that we were going to have to stock up for the winter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are we in the 1800s? What is this? It's
0: Taz and Jim, phone it in Friday.
1: Okay, we got a couple calls lined up, but the phone lines are open. one 829 6546 It's 1-833-Taz and Jim. Phone it in Friday. It's also National Bosses Day, and that's why Julio is calling us. Good morning, Julio.
2: Good morning. How are you?
1: Good. What do you want to say?
2: So uh, I was just listening to your story about your boss telling you to pretend to work hard, even if you don't have anything to do.
1: Uh-huh. So, uh,
2: I remember I moved into Canada like 10 years ago. So my first job was uh, an unpaid internship at this telecommunications company.
1: Yeah. So one
2: of the catches was that you had to do fund surveys every like once a month or so. so of course, I kind of hated that because... You know, English is not my first language, so I was uh, uncomfortable on the phone. So uh, they had these rooms with the phone, so you would go in, close the door, and then just make your phone calls. Uh, but they had a window where people could see you uh, doing the, inter- the, the surveys. So I would just go in, uh, close the door, and call friends or family uh, back home, uh, <laughs> you know, in South America.
1: And
2: people would see me talking and laughing and, you know, kind of like having a good time. So like all the bosses would go by and they just kind of like give me the thumbs up, <laughs> just smile at me, and then I would go out and say, "Oh, good job, man! That's awesome!" And of course, I, like all the data was just like made up because I, I was I was really doing the surveys.
1: That's great. I, I love it. All but the... they thought you were loving the surveys.
2: Yeah, they 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 thought I was just having fun with the uh, the customers.
0: I wonder <laughs> if they saw the long distance charges and were super confused.
2: <laughs> Who's hey. been calling South America? <laughs>
1: Yeah, excited that didn't know. (laughs) Julio's (laughs) like it wasn't me. (laughs) Must have been the other Julio in the office. (laughs) I think it was Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Chad, have you been calling (laughs) South America again? (laughs) That's awesome, buddy. Are you still uh, working in that field, or what do you do now?
2: No, no, no. Right now, I work for an e-learning company in Toronto. Very nice. Yeah, so I I left that field like the, the, the following year, just to spend like one year there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for calling, and thanks for sharing that story with us, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. I always.
1: Hold on. Are you pretending to do a phone survey right now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cheers, Julio. Doug is on the phone. Hi, Doug. How's it going? Welcome to Phone It In Friday. Right on. You have something you want to say to somebody who might be listening right now?
2: Yeah. Happy birthday to Brother John, who I believe is in Woodstock. It's been quite a while since we talked, so I'm not hundred percent sure, but last time I heard what's it up. It's
1: your brother John's birthday, and you haven't talked in how long?
2: Roughly ten years. It's been about nine or ten years.
0: Oh man, you guys have a falling out?
2: Uh no, not so much. Just kinda of like life got in the way and like we both had stuff going on and just I don't know. Just haven't really talked since.
0: Man, I hope John's listening right now. That'd be amazing. Do you know John's yeah. phone number? Do you want to call John?
2: That's the thing is I have no idea.
0: Okay. Hmm. Would
1: John know your voice if he heard you, Doug? Or
2: Uh, I would, I would imagine so. I mean, it's not many people are Doug and John, and John's birthday is on this day, so Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. And life just got—I find that hard to believe. Life just got in the way. There, there must have been something that happened between you
0: two.
2: No, no, nothing between the two of us. Well,
0: then all. you gotta find them, dude. Yeah, man, life's too short. You gotta, man. I love my brothers. You gotta, you gotta meet up with them.
2: Yeah, I know it's it's, it's been quite a while.
0: It's not like you live in a different country. <laughs> no shit. You man. gotta do it, man. Where do you? Are you in London? Uh, I live in St.
2: Thomas.
1: In St. Thomas, so you're like a twenty five minute, forty five minute drive. Yeah. And you haven't so seen really, your brother I in ten no years.
2: Yeah, I have no idea where he actually lives in uh, Woodstock either. Hmm.
1: Well, John, if you're listening, call us. Your brother, Doug, you want to reconnect. We're not putting you on the spot here. If, if, oh, John, no, no, no. if John called you, you'd be happy to hear from him.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. John, if it's your birthday today, you've got a brother, Doug, you haven't spoken to in 10 years, call the radio station. one 829 6546 That's one eight three three 833 and Jim. Happy birthday to John. Doug,
0: I feel so sad. Jim, don't you feel sad? Um, yeah, I mean I feel sadder if there was some sort of bad blood. I just I'm just confused. I Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess but it is weird though. Like once you wait too long to do something, then you you're don't want to do off. it. You know what I mean? Like it's it becomes more awkward, you know, and then and then and then next thing you know, ten years go by.
1: Well, Doug, you're yeah. saying there's nothing that happened, but maybe John feels that there is and he thinks maybe he did something and that's why he hasn't bothered to try and contact you because you haven't talked to him in so long. He's like, what did I do to make my brother angry?
2: That could be possible. I don't know. We've
0: got to figure this out. I want to see a, re- a reuniting of these two boys. That would be amazing. Yeah. If you work with someone named John in Woodstock
1: and it's their birthday today, let them know that we're talking about them. And if John is listening right now, give us a call and we'll uh, put you in touch with Doug. Have a great day, man. All right. Thanks a lot. One person who's not going to be phoning in this morning, Jim, is Brittany. <laughs> Brittany has sent us a message here, an email. It says, I was on my way to work this morning listening to your show like I do every morning, and I have to say that you have ruined my day. Uh Uh-oh. I'm on my way to go save animals' lives all day, and you guys are on the air talking about how you plan on taking an animal's life this weekend like it's your right to do so. No
0: compassion whatsoever. I will never be listening to you again. Okay, um, I disagree. First off, wildlife management needs to happen. Um, you know, when, when there's too many deer in the population, people yeah. die in car accidents. Well, let's give a
1: little context here. About an hour ago, we were talking about Jim and our producer, Eric, are getting into bow hunting. And they set up a, a camera to, to find a good spot. And they're going back out with, uh, with Jim's brother to check things out this weekend. Um, so you're getting into hunting. We've uh, received calls this morning from guys who are out there. They're hunting. Yes. Right. By
0: the way, half the time the government asks, asks people to get out there and thin the herd because it needs to happen. I mean, the more deer that are out there, the more like coyote and then up North, the more wolves and stuff that, that prey on them. And then that population booms. It is a balance that is kept. By the government. That's why they have a quota for tags and stuff, because yeah. you know you don't t- hunt too many. We had and a truck way,
1: driver call in this morning, say two deer have run out in front of his truck on, yes. on his drive just today, which can be very dangerous and risk a, a bunch of lives.
0: Yeah, and I love animals too. I have a dog. I mean, I know that doesn't mean much, but you know I appreciate animals. But the bottom line is, the hunters that I know, they absolutely love deer, and they care about deer more than people who just think that... Any sort of uh, animal hunting is is cruel. they they know all about the deer's habits, what they eat, what their trails look like. They respect deer and aren't just shooting them because they want to kill something. It's you know, it's part of it's part of how the world works,
1: yeah. and you
0: use the whole animal, yes. you use it for meat. By the way, is this woman a vegetarian? if she is good on you, but if you're eating meat, you know something's dying for you and you're not killing it yourself. So you're letting somebody else do your dirty work. And then you're eating the eating the meat, and then looking down upon hunters who are, you know, eating fresh game. It, it, it's bizarre to me that people are gonna make a stink about that. Like I, I get it. it; it's not a great visual, but it, it needs to be done.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's if it's not your thing, don't do it. I'm see, I don't know if I could do it. I'm not even good at fishing. Like if I get a fish on the hook and I reel it into the boat, I don't even like touching it. <laughs>
0: so I can't imagine what I'd do. If I
1: got a deer out in the forest with you guys.
0: Yeah, I've never done it. I don't know how I'll feel about it, but I don't think hunters are bad people uh, for doing it. And especially, especially when there's, you know, meat being processed every day for an animal that doesn't get to live in the wild, you know? Like, you know, there's certain times you can shoot certain animals in certain areas. It's very well maintained and it has to be done for the balance of the ecosystem.
1: Is it too early to start talking about Christmas decorations, Jim?
0: Yes, but I feel like you might have something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw I was in Rona the other day and it was the Christmas decorations are out, ready to buy, you might trees ahead. everything, yeah. Well, these are
1: pretty special Christmas decorations. The figures of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus from the classic 1964 Christmas special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, are going up for auction. They're being sold together. Rudolph is six inches tall. Santa is 11 inches tall. They're made of wood, wire, cloth, and leather, and Santa's beard is yak hair. Hmm. Rudolph's nose still lights up. And even after more than fifty years, you can still move them and pose them like the original original animators did. We're talking the stop motion. Everybody it's knows. My favorite.
0: I love that one. Yeah, Rudolph Island of Misfit the... Toys. You got it. Sorry, I have a question, Taz. How do you pronounce? Say say the name of that reindeer again. Rudolph. Do you not pronounce the L? Am I have I been pronouncing it wrong this Rudolph? whole th- Rudolph. 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 Yeah, maybe. I'm maybe that's it wrong. maybe that's like the Europe. Maybe you have it right in the European. Rudolph. Rudolph the Red ra-
1: Yeah, I say Rudolph when I sing it. Rudolph. Rudolph. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounded weird. You kept I'm like, am I hearing this right? Rudolph.
1: Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, it's Rudolph. Know. Okay. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love
0: that movie. Imagine it
1: was Rudolph and this was just a complete knockoff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <It was> Rudolph <laughs> the green nosed reindeer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Rudolph the the red nosed reindeer. His mm-hmm. nose still lights up. What would you think uh, mm-hmm. the original Santa and Rudolph would go for, Jim? That that
0: is a classic. I mean, it's pretty old.
1: One of the all-time great Christmas. I gotta specials.
0: say, it's at least. I'm gonna say 150 grand.
1: They're estimating 250 thousand for the pair.
0: Okay. And again, they're
1: in great shape.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. They're bigger than I thought they'd be.
1: The collector who is selling them says he wants to uh, get the money to leave to his grandchildren. He thought he would die with the dolls, but he's decided to put family first.
0: When he says die with them, like in the casket? I don't know. (laughs)
1: That would be weird. That would be kind of selfish, right? Yeah, nobody else can enjoy them ever again. So if you're looking for some very special, kind of expensive uh, Christmas decorations, <laughs> Rudolph, and Santa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People are messaging us and, sp- and saying, "I say Rudolph too." Rudolph, Rudolph, Rudolph. I might Rudolph. be wrong. No,
1: nah, whatever. It's my <laughs> accent. And I can't believe this, guys. For the second time this week, we've got a story about priests behaving badly. <gasps> couple days ago, we told you about the priest down in Louisiana who was arrested after having a threesome with two women on the altar of the church he works at. <laughs> he was still wearing his priest robes. They uh, were using some adult toys. The two women were dominatrixes. Uh, there was stage lighting. It really set the mood here. Wow, he we went all out. They set up the, the cameras to film themselves, and... They didn't seem to mind
0: that the whole thing was visible from the street, Jim. <laughs> Door cracked open, <laughs> letting anybody who had sins come in.
1: Yeah, I guess you usually you see the stained glass windows on the churches, and they're kind of hard to see through. But obviously, there was a couple regular windows on this one as well.
0: A couple regular stains, I think, too.
1: Speaking of stains, the New Orleans Archdiocese performed a ritual on the altar to restore its sanctity.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you get rid of it. <laughs> an exorcism. I don't know. Uh, no, Lysol. Lysol. Okay.
1: Lysol is the key ingredient to that <laughs> ritual. You don't bless holy water. You bless pine salt <laughs> and, and cleaning products before you scrub it down. Yeah, so they all got arrested for that. So that's uh, story one this week about a priest behaving badly. Story number two here. Oh! A little closer to us, this comes from Fox 2 News in Detroit. A pastor from North Carolina is in trouble. Uh, he was on a flight uh, from Las Vegas to Detroit, and this woman sitting next to him, Alicia Beverly, uh, was coming home from Las Vegas she was uh, trying to fall asleep on the plane, as you do on your way home from Vegas. You know, you, you burn the candle at both ends, and you want to get a little shut-eye on the plane. Sure. Uh, she opened her eyes, though, at one point during the flight, and I'll let her explain what she saw.
0: It started to get warm on this side of me. I jumped up, and I seen his private area out, so I screamed, and that woke everybody on the plane up. By the time I actually looked at him and I see him shaking himself off, I'm like, this man just peed on me. There was like a puddle of pee in the seat. He didn't say anything the whole time he was standing there. Since then, I probably only got maybe like four hours of sleep.
1: Yeah. The pastor was peeing on her.
0: What? While she slept. Uh, uh, How do you think you're going to get away with that? Like what? This guy—he must have some serious problems to think that that's like that he's gonna get away with that one and not be arrested.
1: I don't want to defend the guy because if it was an intentional act, it's one of the creepiest things I've ever heard of. But I do have some buddies who kind of sleepwalk, who in the past have peed in a corner of a room. Yeah, I've done it. Right. Maybe he was asleep as well and didn't realize where he was peeing.
0: That would be the only that, valid, that, and it's barely valid, but it, it's, it's the only thing you could
1: say. Yeah, he was taken into custody when the plane landed in Romulus, and no charges have been laid yet. The FBI is investigating, Jeez. because that's what happens when something, an incident like this goes on in the air. The FBI okay. gets involved immediately, mm-hmm. and... uh he didn't say anything the whole rest of the flight. He had no explanation. It was my bad. Apparently, <laughs> no, not even that. What? Nothing.
0: Oh, there must have been some mental episode or something. I or, or the sleepwalking. That's the only thing. Or he's a huge creep. <laughs> I don't know. So
1: two stories of priests behaving badly. I wonder if by the end of the weekend we'll have a threesome. <laughs> Not like the guy in Louisiana. I mean, three stories about priests behaving badly. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking.